Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, Sophie and I will be chatting with the lovely Faith Bowles, who sprinkled her pixie dust at Citizens of Hollywood, Finding Name of the Musical, Frozen Sing Along, several special events for VIP guests and celebrities, a host for Disney corporate events and television specials, along with being the first black actress to play Dolly Drew in our favourite show on Disney property, Hoop Do Do Review. Hi, Faith. Hello. I felt like I had to take a really deep breath there because there was so there was so so much going on. When when you sent over the list of locations, I was like, "Wow, this girl, this girl knows what she's doing. She is she's she's worked around. It's amazing." It was a, it's seven years of, of a lot. It definitely a blessing and it, mm-hmm. it's journey for sure. Of course, of course. But um, yeah, I mean, before we get into the journey side of things, when it comes from uh, comes to the uh, journey you've been on with the Disney company, we're going to start off with a um, little Disney quick fire. So I'm going to hand over to yeah. Sophie gets us in the mood of the Disney chat. So ask you some questions, just whatever comes to your head first, okay? Okay. What is your favorite park at Walt Disney World? Ooh, uh, probably Epcot. Yeah, Epcot's a good one. It's our home park. It's our home park, we have to say (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite ride at Walt Disney World? Oh man, I have a a lot of favorite ones. I actually have a favorite (laughs) ride in every park. Um, uh, if I have to narrow it down, probably Mount Everest in Animal Mm -hmm. Kingdom. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a classic. Okay, obviously this is a part of kind of you, but what is your favorite show at Walt Disney World? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So don't say the wrong thing here, Faith. (laughs) I guess I should say Hoop-de-doo, because I, obviously that's like my home stage but I love watching Festival of the Lion King. I yes. I literally cry every time I watch that show. When that bird yeah. girl starts flying, it's like- <laughs> It's like the best thing ever. Goosebumps yeah. yes. when you watch it every single time. It doesn't matter who the performers are in it. It just gives you that kind of nostalgic feel like, cause it's, oh, I love it so much. Yes, um, it's so good. This is one I'm going to throw in because you said Epcot. If you were drinking around the world showcase, what would be your pick of pavilion? Which pavilion would you go to first? Girl, I go to that Mexico pavilion, go inside and get myself a um, cucumber margarita Amazing. from inside uh, Cava de Tequila. Let you get me there now, just for yeah. that, just for the margaritas, please. Oh, yeah. I want to be there right now. We and Bradley were massive Hoop to Do fans. We love the show, the food, but what is your favorite part of the Hoop to Do menu? The menu, the food. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I I love mac and cheese. Though technically, it's not on the menu. Like the actual actual menu, it's kind of like a secret. You kind of have to ask for it, though. Yeah. It's not really a secret anymore. <laughs> everyone knows about it yeah. now. Surprise! Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but um, the mac and cheese for sure. Um, and I love the cornbread. I'm a southern. Oh girl. my god! Yeah. Like, Honestly. I mean, I, cornbread is not a thing in the UK at all. So when I first went to Hoop to Do and I had the cornbread for the first time, I was like, what is this heavenly goodness in my mouth right now? And I just have been obsessed with it ever since. I love it. Yeah, the cornbread there is really, really good. It's like really that's good. what that's what I'm always like, can we get like a little slice of the cornbread? <laughs> <laughs> Making friends with the servers like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, I love to shout out this one server. Um, it's so weird. Um, a really random story really quick. But we made such good friends. Well, I made such good friends with one of the servers there because I've been to Hoop to do 10 times in one year. And at least five or six of those times I had the same server by total chance. Her name is Nina. I don't know if you know Nina. 
Nina. Yes, I love Nina. I love Nina. And she, every single time we went, she made it an amazing experience. And she was like, I want you to come to my house for Christmas. I'll make you dinner. I was like, please, Nina. She's, so <laughs> She's amazing. But I had to show her. The servers, honestly, like, are really great. Like, that's the cool thing about Hoop-dee-doo is that we kind of all have to work together because it is mm-hmm. a dinner show. So, like, they are part of the show. Like, that's part, like, that's part of the experience is getting yeah. the servers. They're, they come out and bring you the food. They're in the show, like, yes. that one person in the show. So, yeah, we really try to have that communication with them. Um, and they've some of them have been there since, like, I've been on this earth. So mm-hmm. it's, like really cool to hear their stories about like, oh, I remember when Michael Jackson came to the Hoop to Do or like, you know, when uh, <laughs> Prince, Prince Harry came, like, we're like, what? Like, you what? were here for that? Yeah, like, they, like, it's crazy. so crazy like, to hear their stories. It's cool. We actually obviously work in the Rose and Crown and Miss Carol, who plays piano in the Rose and Crown, she sometimes works over at Hoop to Do yes, as well. I love her. Well, we love, yeah, we, we call her Miss Kitty. She's Miss Kitty. And, oh. and okay. So yeah, we have we have the uh the piano player and we also have um you know our um oh my gosh, I can't think our, our banjo player. Mm-hmm. And so whenever it's a female, it's Miss Kitty. Um that so she's our Miss Kitty and we love her. She's lovely. She makes a mean cake, I tell you that. Every time she bakes a cake for us servers, we're like, thank you, Miss yeah. Carol. <laughs> but this is more of a random question, but if you could work anywhere at Walt Disney World, but you're not a performer, what would you do? I'll work in casting. For entertainment. Oh, okay. It's a hidden passion of mine. Um, I love helping people find auditions and and just um I'm always whenever I go to an audition at at for Disney, I'm always looking around like kind of being like, okay, this person like I I it's kind of like character study when you're looking around different different people and like kind of what they would be in the show that you're auditioning for. Right. So always kind of had a passion for helping people like find their like character or their, like their niche kind of thing so I yeah. love that amazing mm-hmm. well that's your quick fire hopefully that's got you in the mood for the Disney, the Disney chat mood. yeah exactly <laughs> I'm always in for a Disney chat it's love fun. it love it um but yeah so let's start uh, let's learn a b- little bit about you Faith so obviously um first things first our listeners have probably noticed by now that we have an American accent on the show today um so tell us a little bit about um where you grew up and where your uh, Disney journey began like where where did your love for Disney come from Sure. Um, I grew up in Savannah, Georgia, the South. Um, though I don't sound like it, but I am from the South, guys. Um, so, <laughs> and I've always loved Disney. Uh, my parents will tell you that I literally have every Disney movie that came out as a child on VHS. And still right now in the original like boxes, we still have all of them. Um, and I was the kid that watched movies, like Disney movies and put on costumes, AKA like my mom's like night dresses and like... <laughs> <laughs> or like I feel that didn't fit me um and would like act out the entire movie like I like could quote like all of Aladdin all Little Mermaid wow. like all, I mean I to this day have it memorized um because I watched Disney Disney movies so much um Disney Channel too I was a Mickey Mouse Club like lover um grew up on all of that so I've always had this like passion for Disney. Yeah. And um, I went to a performing arts high school, majored in musical theater there, went to college in Virginia at a conservatory, Shenandoah Conservatory of Music, have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Musical Theater and Opera Performance, and was 17 years of theater experience working on the cruise ships and regional theaters and all over the place. But I always, like my friends who I, I'm still friends with now were on Broadway, like Broadway debuts, like killing it. 
were like, you should come to New York. And I'm like, I don't like New York. It's not yeah. really my thing. Like I'm a Southern girl, like can't yeah. get down with the cold, don't like it. So I've always wanted to work for Disney. That was in, my, in the back of my mind, even throughout my travels of those 17 years. Like I knew that like I was gonna end up in Florida at some point. Mm-hmm. And um, I just was working, I just got off, off of a, a cruise ship. I worked for Celebrity Cruise Lines as a performer oh. there. And I got off the ship. I went and did like a really short contract at a, at a resort as like a singer. And when I was there, I was like, I think I'm gonna go to Florida. And uh, one of my best friends who actually works at Nemo, by Nemo the Musical, he's a Bruce over there. Um, he had an open uh, room in his apartment and I called him and I was like, hey, like I might want to come down and maybe see how this goes. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, sure. I was like, yeah, I'll give it like a year. Well, seven years later. <laughs> Here you are. This kind of fell into my lap and working for Disney is like, is like my version of Broadway. So it's yeah. like my dream you know, came true. So it's we always say that, fun. like, actually with the Broadway performers and stuff, they're amazing. Obviously, it's great. But actually, you know, when I'm sitting watching things like Finding Nemo the Musical and Lion King, and we actually spoke about this in another podcast, the turnaround time is so fast. Yeah, their shows are shorter than a Broadway performance, but they're doing that show on the hour all day. And then they've got that half an hour turnaround time and that's them back on again. Like, I think yeah. that's so impressive. It yeah. is. And it's like, I wish that, like, the guests could see, have like, be like a fly on the wall to see the magic that happens backstage. Because everything that happens on stage is magical. Don't get me wrong. But the real magic happens backstage because you're watching like actors like running from point A to point B, like (laughs) costumes, like, I mean, a Nemo, because I do Nemo, like you're throwing down a puppet, putting up a different one. You know, you're like, I mean, it's, and with that show, like all the accent changes, oh my gosh, like you got this one actor literally goes from like Australian to like New York to like, it's just all over the place. So (laughs) it's it's a whole different show backstage. And I don't think that that's really kind of think about that too. It's like, oh my gosh, like they're like, like we are like running from point A to point B, like it's a whole show. So it's, it's, it is really, really neat. And to be able to do the same show for all day, mm-hmm. some like I know for Hoop, I was a four day cast member. So I did 12 shows a week. Wow, so, insane. you know, it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, Broadway, they're doing eight shows. So I'm mm-hmm. doing like more than, you know, more than an actual Broadway contract. Exactly. That We think that's so impressive, but we've always said this. But when it came to actually auditioning for the Disney company, how did that come around? Was it through an agent? Was it an open call? No. So Disney has open calls. Um, So what happens is that you go to their audition website, which is DisneyAuditions.com. It's open to anyone. You don't have to necessarily have acting training for you to audition for Disney, though it is encouraged for you to have some type of experience, obviously. But um, you go, they list the auditions on there. They'll say like Finding Nemo the Musical or Hoopty Doo Review. And they'll say, looking for these characters. And it'll say, Jim Handy, age whatever, whatever, cowboy type. And they'll kind of explain what they do in the show. Mm-hmm. And you go, um, you line up. Um, now, mind you, with COVID, things probably will be different. But this is how it was before COVID. So, you know, BC, we're going to, we're going to call that BC. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before COVID, you would go and you would get in line. Sometimes it depends on the show. I, you get there really, really early, 7am, 7.30. It's just like a Broadway call. You go and you sign in. Um, They give you a number. 
and they call you in one on one at a time for you to sing um, for the casting director and the on in the audition notice they'll say we want 16 bars of a musical theater song or we yeah. want 16 bars of a pop song and you go in there and you sing and you just hope and pray for the best and um you'll get an email either that day or the next day for a callback uh the callback is usually the casting director and the show director um right. and they're in there and they'll they'll email you sides which is basically a side is like a small version of the script for you to memorize for you to come in and read and sometimes they'll also give you like a section of a song from the show um and you'll do that for them and then you just wait it's the waiting game and you just kind of see what happens yeah and I mean and I mean by the time you had got to Disney and you you were going to try this out for a year you had already had a lot of performance experience so as much as you knew that Disney standards were high it was like okay I know what I'm doing it's another procedure at the end of the day I guess the 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 like uh ranks were slightly higher just because of everything that was like Disney about this experience but what was the first um the first role that you did audition for so funny story, uh, <laughs> when I moved, I was like, I'm an audition for everything and anything. I knew, I'm obviously a curvy black woman and I know that, and obviously that's a thing, but I told myself I was gonna audition, audition for everything because I had heard through several people who had worked for Disney previously. Cause again, I had friends in Orlando before I moved. So I kind of yeah. heard kind of through them, you know, kind of what to do they were encouraging me just audition for everything until you get a callback. Like just yeah. go to everything. Even if it's just like aerial, obviously you're not an aerial, but you need to be seen because you're new and they don't know you. And so who I was knows like, who's okay. watching you at any point, right? Like they could, they could be going right. into the tomorrow and it's something's perfect for you. Like you said, it's that character study. Like that yeah. person could be studying for something completely different. Well, because in my experience with going in and out of New York auditions, I was in callbacks for the National Tour of Hairspray and I got callback wow. for rent from that callback from Hairspray. You see what I'm saying? So like casting yeah. directors talk. So it it's not always what you think. You know what I mean? So I actually went in for a ZD Sisters call, which that, if you guys don't know what that is, that they've, they closed that show several years ago. It was probably about seven years ago. It was a improv show at Epcot in Italy. It was um, a group of women um, that did like, kind of like Citizens of Hollywood kind of feel, right. but it was an Italy. And it was the first audition of that year. Um, audition season for Disney usually starts in January. That's when they start auditioning the shows, January through the summer. So I was like, okay, I know I'm not right for this. I'm going to just go. So I went and um, I did my monologue and the cast director was like, you're not right for this show. However, we're actually gonna be doing a new um, show in Citizens of Hollywood that you'd be right for. Do you know what that is? And I, of course, because I'm a type A personality, <laughs> I've studied every yeah, show yeah. at Disney. <laughs> so I was like, yes, I do know what that is. He's like, yeah, we're gonna be doing a show called the Hollywood Studios Film Crew. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, it's an improv group of like four people and they're a mock film crew and they're gonna go around and film the guests and make them do these like really crazy kind of, you know, fun yeah. things. I was like, okay. So I, that's kind of where I got my start. And I went in and, and I had to do a callback and I opened that show. I was the opening cast of that show. Wow. So it was, and that show ran for about four years, four and a half years. Um, and it was really, really fun. It was like, it was 
it, it was hot because we were outside, but, <laughs> but was, there's quite played. a there's quite a high level of improv in that show as well, right? Like with regards to yeah. the way that you uh, guests are the most unpredictable thing in the world. Yeah. So like, who knows how they're going to act? Guests will do and say anything. And yeah. <laughs> I've, I've learned from Hoop to Do as well, especially when there's alcohol involved. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> guests will do and say anything. Uh, so, you know, so it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, to kind of interact with them and, it was just, it was cool to be a part of their vacation experience, you know, and um, that was kind of my first feel of the improv, like theater, like, like um, Disney type of thing. So mm -hmm. it was a lot, a lot of fun. Did I you enjoy it. working in Hollywood studios? Was that a great start and park for you? Yeah, because Hollywood studios is a very chill park. You know, mm -hmm. like, I mean, it, you know, people come some, not any, not so much anymore because of Star Wars, but back then before, Galaxy's Edge was open, people didn't really think about studios, which yeah. is weird to me because I guess back in the day in the 90s when they were actually filming things in NGM, that what was called back in the 90s, yeah. that was hard to go to. But, you know, studios at that time, people really didn't go there. So it was a very nice, chill way of me kind of easing into the Disney experience. Um, um, what was, uh, like, when it comes to a show, like, citizens of hollywood as well it's like i mentioned before it is it is as much as there's a structure in place i'm sure it is an improvised show still because who knows who you're working with was there a quite strenuous um rehearsal process in that um even though even though hollywood studios is a chill park this is still i say like as much as it's a hidden gem within the parks so you've got tarot you've got rocking the roller coaster it's still a massive highlight for me when i go to the parks and see yeah. that so like then uh, there's also there's a lot of pressure to make sure it's done right on the day um th then you get all like performing failure coming into this as well with things like improvisation but yeah what was the rehearsal process like for a show that could go any way so for that particular show, and it's so funny, our director of Citizens of Hollywood also directs uh, Hoopty Doo. So oh, it, it, okay. my career went full circle with him and he actually is a good friend of mine as well. So, um, but at that time, so Citizens of Hollywood, they rehearsed about three weeks. So what it is, is that you take a show, an improv show, and there are like section A, section B, and section C. You have to get to all three sections but things can happen between those three sections. So mm -hmm. there is structure. And so, but there's all, there's like no like set lines, but there yeah. are set bits as that have to happen in order for the show to go somewhere. So really in reality, you're rehearsing the bits. You're not necessarily rehearsing a line or how to say a line or yeah. where to stand. You're rehearsing the actual comedic bit that will be happening in section A, section B, and section C. Right. Because those have to be seamless. Because if not, it's a complete mess. Well, yeah, because it so, would there would be no journey to get you through those sections without that. I think about it like think about I Love Lucy. Lucille Ball, genius, amazing comedic actress. When she did all of her stuff, probably some of it was improv, but she had to hit a certain point. Mm -hmm. for the show exactly. for, in order for it to get there so it's very choreographed if you watch it it's very choreographed of how she does things yeah. that's basically what it is it's choreography yeah really when, in its own obviously when you were doing that show I know um, from speaking to different performers you can obviously be performing in different roles at the same time so were you solely there or did you audition during that time for other shows at Walt Disney World so 
at first I did citizens. I was at citizens for about three years. Um, I, I always audition for everything. I just mm -hmm. think it's, I just want to make sure that casting knows who I am. And because from the auditions that we do for the shows, you're also being cast for the special events that I mentioned to you guys yes. uh, about. So a lot of the special events that I've been able to do have come from the auditions I have done for other wow. shows and, and hosting things. So I got cast in Nemo next and I, it took me about three years to get into that show. I auditioned seven times to get into wow. Nemo. Seven wild. times. I had six callbacks, seven auditions. One of the auditions was in New York before I moved to, to Florida, but it took me seven times to get into Nemo. That's a very difficult show to get into. I don't know why. It just, it's just one of those, everyone knows around Orlando Entertainment, Nemo is a hard show to it's break into. It's one of into. the most like Broadway standard shows, I think on property though, isn't it? When it comes to like being like a, um, like face on, this is a, this is a whole production. Like it's, I think it's the most replicate, it replicates a Broadway show the most compared and to a lot of the other shows on property. With the ensemble, like the ensemble, every time you watch it, the ensemble is so slick. Like obviously Lion King, there's ensemble, there's the same route moves, but I feel like because they're like, um, kind of, they're interacting it's a little bit different, they can kind of clap, but when you watch Finding Nemo, it is slick, it is done, there's never a person in that cast that is out of shape or out of line, you yeah. know, it's constant, so obviously to get into it is amazing that you did it, obviously it took a while, but you persevered and you kept going, so it shows how determined you were to get to that place. Oh yeah, I mean Nemo's one of those shows. It's beautiful, but the reason why it's hard to get into because you're—it's not just singing, dancing, and acting. You got to be able to use a puppet too, yeah. and I think that people don't get. It's like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on because I mean, and your mind is going like this the whole time, like, okay, no, my, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> because you're literally like, okay, I got this puppet, I got to dance, then I got to go move. It, it, I mean, it's it's honestly, you're like, what is happening? Like, it, it's a lot in your brain. You know, so that's why it's hard to get into because it is not for the weak. It's really not. And, and those puppets are heavy. I mean, like Bruce is 20 pounds. So, you know, I mean, I was um, in, the, in, the, in the show, I played Coral Peach, Coral, which is Nemo's mom, which is only in the show for like five seconds. But, you know, her puppet is, is, is big and it's heavy, you know, and then Peach, I'm on my knees the whole time in the, in, in the tank, you know, and she's awkward because, you know, I'm like, your forearms start to sink up. I mean, it's, it's a lot. So I think that that's kind of why they're so like, we got to make sure these people are like experienced and they understand this is, this is a hard show. Yeah. So much fun, amazing cast, but it's, it's work. It is, you know, how, so. Like, how did it feel when you first the first day you performed on Nemo after that like big builds up to getting into that show I bet you were just like beside yourself on that first day I cried like literally like I think I was it, we were doing the last in the big blue world and he's like now go out and make an adventure you know and there's like in the big blue and I'm like <laughs> I couldn't even sing like I was just crying I was like and it was the cast like we know Disney Entertainment, like we all know each other, right? So they're yeah. like, are you okay? Are you going to make it? Like during curtain call, I was just bawling. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like I did this. Like this cool. actually happened, you know? All the hard work and the pain and like, you know, sleepless nights, it, yeah. it pays off, it does. And it obviously will, it's, 
just like random question to ask but I feel like it must make or break you with such a supportive cast like I think that can make or break an experience I actually worked Rivers of Light in 2016 so backstage Rivers of Light when you go to your break room it is actually at the same place as Nemo so I used to like walk backstage and I'd see everybody in these blue outfits for their last show of the day and I'd be like hello everyone's like hi how are you doing how's your day I'm like I'm good how are you like how's, how's the the big blue world like but you everybody was so lovely like that whole summer you never had one cast member back there that didn't say hello and didn't check how you were so obviously being in such a big show was it like you made such good friends was it like what was that like yeah so I because I was a sub which means that I wasn't there all the time and and um I would only be there if someone was sick or on vacation or they were in rehearsal they needed to have someone come in and mm-hmm. fill in um everyone is always super nice there the, the Nemo cast is very welcoming and um because it is such, such a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. um it you have to work together you yeah. know and so because that is a show where set pieces are going everywhere backstage and things are moving by themselves and you can get hurt you know yeah. you can like because because and you so you have to be alert and you have to pay attention and you have to look out for your fellow person because if someone is standing on a spot that there's a set piece coming towards them yeah. i'm not gonna be like oh hey girl like sorry like, <laughs> I'm gonna, like grab you and pull yeah. you out way like you know so you know that's that's kind of how it has to be there because there's such there's so many things that are happening and um, but yeah, that cast is fantastic. I mean, one of my oh. best friends works there, but my one of my ex roommates, and um, he's a full time Bruce there. And it, I mean, I I've loved I love that cast. Every time I'm going there, they're just like, oh my god, Faith, we love you. You're we're so glad you're here. Like I'm like, oh, thank you. Like you a know, celebrity, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's just fun, you know. It's a fun, it's a fun fun show. So I'm I'm praying and hoping they will be back soon. And now they yeah. announced that Lion King is coming back. So yes, yes. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All the fingers crossed. But I I we have to give some appreciation to the puppets here as well and the oh. work that goes into um, puppeteering because it is. I mean, I've only worked very briefly with puppets and it wasn't great I'll be honest so what was uh had you worked with puppets before going over to Nemo is that like something is that like an essential thing you have to do when you get casted in the show or is it something you can train up for so I had never had puppet experience um so and most people who come in Nemo don't so so that's definitely a misconception you don't have to have like 10 years puppet it is definitely encouraged but you don't have to have it so what they do is they the first couple of weeks of rehearsal which that rehearsal process is about six weeks probably the longest rehearsal process i think on property for a show Um, and because of that is because the first two or three weeks it's just puppets um so that's what you're doing and they have a they have puppet specialists there that's their job is to come in and correct you and help you kind of learn the the mechanics of working because every single puppet in that show is different you know like some like some of it is like a, a bicycle handle where the top handle is the mouth and the bottom handle is the right yeah that's right top handle is the mouth the bottom handle <laughs> is the eyes sorry it's been a minute it's been like nine months <laughs> no, of course. Uh, and um some of them are just like a regular like just like sock kind of puppet and then like mr ray's a bicycle and you got to be able to ride the bicycle and do the. i mean it's like every puppet is different so they take the time to kind of give you puppet training one-on-one you know it's like okay how the mouth moves how the eyes move you know if you're underwater you have to constantly be moving like you're in the water so there's there's that aspect of like okay i'm constantly moving so you know that's that's why that 
that is so long is because yeah. they have to teach you that and the singing and the dancing and the acting and the choreography. And it's just, you know, it's everything. I mean, anyone that knows me and Sophie, actually, I can speak on behalf of the entire UK pavilion here. We are the biggest hoop fans ever. Like we are as a pavilion, we there, there's probably not a night where there wouldn't be someone from the UK pav. They always feel us with the, from the land of Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it's just the most, like when my parents came, like I paid for them to come in, like they came to visit me, like I paid for them to come and see the show. Like it's just one of... It's one of those things I know that every visit I take to Disney World, all going well, that things do return to normal. When they will, I know they will. But when that happens, like, it's just, it is a part of, like, my Disney heart now. Like, I just love it so, so much. Um, But, yeah, so you've you had quite a unique experience with the show, um, Faith, because, um, actually, I'm going to let you tell your story. Tell us us about the next part. So, yeah, so who do you do? Um, it It was funny because I one of my best friends is a, is a sub Jim Handy, um, as well as Bruce. He's in a lot of things on property as well. He's, he's very, very talented. And, uh, the first week I moved to uh, Orlando, he actually had a hoop ship and I was like, hoop do you do? What the heck is that? <laughs> I was like, I'll go. I want to see you perform. I went by myself. Now keep that in mind. I'm like all this food for one person, they bring it out to you. If, it's, if you go by yourself, you still wow. get all the food. Amazing. So, I went and sat in the balcony and I had the best time. I was like, this is a gem. Like, how have I never heard of this? Right. And so I kind of had my eye on it. But to be honest, because of the material and because of the nature of the show, I just didn't know if they would ever cast a person of color. I was like, you know, I just don't know if they'll go there, you know, but then what happened was a friend of mine, Jerusha Cavazos, who was the, one of the first full-time Black Floras that we had, got into the show. I knew of her just in passing, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is a possibility, mm-hmm. you know, and so I spoke with her and kind of just got some, you know, inside information, and I was like, okay, so then flash forward to a couple of years hoop was having auditions and um I was like okay I'm gonna go and I went got a call back I was like all right all right cool went to the callback process and then I got into the show and I was like oh wow come to find out at that time I didn't realize I was the first person of color to pay Dolly I it just didn't cross my mind yeah. I just thought you know but then I got into rehearsals and it clicked because people were talking about it and I was like oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. This is a thing. This yeah. is a thing. Great. So that because like they had to get a new wig, they didn't, they didn't have wigs for my skin color. So like mm-hmm. they had to, like, I had to get a wig fitting. They had to cut my hair, like my wig hair. Um, you know, it was like a big thing. So I was like, oh my gosh. All right. So, and I loved it. Like it was really, really cool. And, um, talking with some of the servers who've been there from the beginning a lot we have um a very diverse server like Mm -hmm. server situation at hoop and they were all so excited to have like they're like oh my gosh this is like a long time coming at that time it was like a 40 40 year old show and they had never a person of color play dolly which is insane to me but like yeah it was great and our director really took a lot of time and we talked about a lot of different things about yeah. different bits that could work for me and not necessarily work for anybody else because my, my counterpart who is also another full-time dolly hannah barry matthews she's she's our three-day uh right. dolly um 
she and I trained together for the show and we talked a lot she and I about like she's like I know there are things that you're going to be able to do that I am not going to be able to do and that is okay and the cool thing about hoop is you can't it's it's that kind of show like every time you come see the show it's going to be different because everyone does the characters differently Exactly. And and when it came so to cool. the, when it came to like the story and the script, were there certain things that were changed in particular because because we were gonna have a black woman playing this part? Or was it just pretty much standard no, like let's get let's keep it as it is and um like it's a universal role almost? So the script was the same. Yeah. There were certain bits that I wanted to do, like specifically that I felt like I could get away with that yeah. obviously Hannah would not be able to get away with. Okay. So, but the script stays the same, even though the, depending on who's in, sometimes the script is just there and we don't ever <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> that's just what it is. Um, but, but th- there is a script and we try to stick to it. Most nights, not so much, but there's a script. <laughs> Yeah, if Disney are listening, you stick to the script. But yeah. <laughs> we try, we try. Yeah. Do you know what, that is, I think that's one of the best parts about the show though, uh-huh. is that it is just a party. Like it just is so much fun. And I think the fact that you can tell that you guys are genuinely, don't get me wrong, something as slick as again, Finding Nemo is still a great time. It's so much fun to watch. But it's a different, it just feels like a, it's a vibe, an atmosphere. Yeah, exactly, completely. And I think that is because you can tell that these characters at the end of the day haven't got a, like a following like Nemo and Crush and Bruce have. Like they are, they're almost their own. I know everyone has a backstory and that, that story is in place, but these characters are allowed to do what the hell they want, regardless yeah. if like, we're, we're not, it's not like we're trying to stick to a script and a storyline. We're like, we're just here to have fun and eat and drink and like enjoy ourselves. And yeah, we, on, sorry. I was just saying there's a box and we go to like the very tip corner of each little bo- corner of the box. We don't really go over the line, but <laughs> we're like at the corner. You know what I mean? Like that's- Yeah, exactly. That's what we try to go to, so. <laughs> I think it's um, obviously touched on the diversity side. I think it's so amazing to see someone like yourself being in that character because um, someone that's like a performer in the UK and obviously we would never get the chance to perform at Walt Disney World. It's just not how it works. Like it's obviously American citizens, you know, we can't addition, you know, uh, but- Growing up going to Disney, I never ever saw someone that was curvier. And and you know, and there was a lot of characters that you were kind of weren't people of colour. And you know, when you go to something like Hoop and see that, and you're like, wow, like someone that you can kind of go, I can see a part of myself in them. Like I think it was amazing, especially the curvier for me, obviously I'm curvy as well. And seeing someone that's like a little bit curvier, you know, owning it on that stage, I'm just like, that's amazing that Disney are now showcasing people like yourself in these roles, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that I will say that Disney is trying to be better about that just mm-hmm. because of the, this, the time that we're in. I mean, you know, it, this is it, this is the time to do it. And um, if, if you notice across property, again, not so much right now because of COVID, um, but they're really trying to be better about putting more diversity on each stage. And I really encourage people when COVID is no longer a thing to really look at that because they are actively trying to put more people of color at each stage. Um, And like, I'm very, very happy to say that this being at Hoop for 
you know, the five years that I, I am or was or however you want to say it now, because that's where we're at, um, I got to see that happen before my eyes, you know, mm-hmm. and in our full-time cast, like we have, you know, two people of the Latina descent that are full-time and then there's also me. And so that was not a thing when I first started. I was the only person of color. Um, so it's it's definitely changing, which I'm yeah. very, very thankful for. And I make sure that I, every time there's a guest um, uh, praise, like an email, because we they do read the emails and um, we read them too. And anytime there's ever a comment about how a guest is happy that there is a first color, I always forward that for that to casting yeah. because I think they need to know. Yeah. And I think it's important for them to recognize this is a thing and people are watching. Yeah. And they want more of that. So let's it. it's, it's noticeable in an amazing way. Like I would notice that and go, that is great. Like I yeah. want to see more of that. So that's amazing that you're like almost like an ally for that to continue, you know, people getting into these roles. But obviously to touch on Hoop, Obviously, three shows a night, isn't it? So do you do all those three shows? Like, what is, like, a a regular day at Hoop to do? Yes, so you do all three shows. They're about an hour and a half long. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, yeah, that's a shift. Your shift is is three shows. Um, So there's four-day and three-day contracts. Um, I am the four-day contract. And then, like I said, my counterpart, Hannah, who I learned the show with, um, is the three-day contract. And that's across the board for each character. Um, And... um, yeah, that's it's a twelve-person cast, but it's six people. Obviously, in the in the show, when you watch the show, it's six people. Um, so it's and it's we're open, you know, every day. Yes. <laughs> so we're never down. So uh-huh. you know, it's sad because sometimes I don't get to see, like, I never get to see Hannah because we play the same role. Of course. So mm-hmm. you know, so so we do a lot of um, like cast outings together. We try yeah. to had to go do things together like lunch or like you know we have like our summer barbecue like our Christmas party we try to do things before our shift to kind of have that you know nice um nice togetherness and things like that so is there anyone in the cast that plays more than one part are they like trained on more than one part yes we do have multiple people who have been cross-trained to other roles um our, one of our uh johnnies also does gym Um, which is really nice yes Um, and then I'm trying to think right now yeah and then we um, one of our six fences also plays Johnny which is weird but it does happen I know uh, my friend Scott he's the one that has the glasses yeah he he is also cross-trained into playing Johnny as well Um, yeah and then um, let's see we have a couple of subs who play several different roles we have one girl that plays all three girl roles wow Um, so yeah, so so it does happen. Um, I am not an ingenue character. No, I am not a dancer. Well, <laughs> I will always probably play Dolly because I yeah. just don't have a body type for either. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Dolly's a lot of fun. I have no issue with that. So. Oh my God, so much fun. And do you know what? That's, I would say it again, like the heart of Hoop. And for anyone that hasn't seen Hoop and has listened to this, like when it is back, like it is truly the best time like the absolute best time like the parks are great but just hopping over to Fort Wilderness and seeing Hoop is one of my favorite things to do ever um but to just touch again on the rehearsal process um for Hoop Faith when um the, again you've you've walked into a whole nother world when it comes to this show it's very different to Citizens and to Nemo um what what did you find were the main differences between those rehe- this rehe- rehearsal process with the last two um, so 
the main thing with hoop is it's actually um, deceivingly difficult. And I don't think that the guests really see how difficult it is because we were like laughing and smiling. It's very dancey, mm -hmm. especially the first four numbers. Uh, <laughs> when you guys are getting your chicken drop on your table and <laughs> you're eating your salad, we're kicking our faces and there's very like specific choreography that goes along with what we're, what you guys are doing at the table. Mm -hmm. So um, it's deceivingly difficult. And because it's such a beloved show, it's been around for like 45 years. Um, you know, there's very specific things that they want each character to do um, choreography wise. And so that I didn't know that going in. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually ex extremely difficult, you know, yeah. also singing and dancing at the same time is hard anyway. So it's still there's that too. That's a whole other entity that you have to put along. So um, so that part was difficult, but then once you get past that and you just kind of let yourself just be like, you know what, I'm just going to have fun. It's, it's, it's really great. And they really encourage you to do the script first, learn the script first, then you can play because yeah. if you come in and you're playing, there's no structure. Of course. So, so you have to learn the script, learn what, because really the script is funny. The actual script itself is hysterical. So just learn that and then work on your bits on your own time. And that's, yeah. that's kind of what we did. And so as you, cause as you do the show and as things happen, you start to kind of play and cool. depending on who your counterpart is, you know, like, like my show was very different with Scott, who's my six bits with the glasses than it is with Rob, who was my, who was the other three day. So it's like, my show is different and that yeah. will also because mm -hmm. it just depends on who your cast is. That different relationships, that. different like um, yeah. communications with each actor and actress, right? Right, and that's why they say they really learn the script first. Then when you learn the script, then you can work on the relationships with your certain counterparts and your certain people. Because if you don't know the script, those relationships are not gonna, they're not gonna seem real because yeah. you, you're just gonna be like drowning. Of course. You know? so, I mean, your experience with um, Citizens as well being an interactive show um, probably helped with Hoop. Um, but I guess the difference is you've got food and dinner and all of the other stuff thrown in, servers moving about. Um, it's almost like a backstage set happening right in front of you that you then just run into. And um, I, imagine, I imagine it can be difficult, but working again with guests, whether, I, what I'm trying to ask actually is, can anything go wrong at Hoop? Like, is is it, a sh or is it like pretty much foolproof? Like this is all gonna go smoothly even if the guests don't interact how we want them to. I will say if things have gone wrong, the guests would never know it. Really? Yeah, our job is to make it seem like that it's part of the Meant show. Meant to happen, mm -hmm. yeah. So that is kind of the brilliant part of Hoop is that because guests will say and do anything. Yeah. <laughs> As no, you guys work in Epcot. Yeah, like <laughs> you've seen drunken people laying out at the at the uh, at the um, pub. Like yeah. things, people guests will do and say anything, which is great. We love that, but because they will do and say anything, we are trained to kind of flip it and make it part of the show. It's yeah. a very witted show. You have to be very quick. You know. <laughs> well, we could obviously talk about hoop all day, but obviously that's not just where your journey's gone. You've then gone on to do Frozen. So how did that come around? Um, so Frozen, um, they had auditions and I went and I that was a really quick process. So I, I auditioned twice um and got into the show. Um and Frozen is 
is kind of like hoop in the way where you you they like learn the script first mm-hmm. <laughs> then play you know because unlike uh frozen is a is that script is a is a lot of scripts it's a lot yeah um the storytellers are on stage the whole time it's mm-hmm. a 45 minute show and we're on stage like 40 40 minutes of it like it's yeah. a lot so um that was a a memorization beast you know especially the last part the speed round is can go crazy you know um so that was i would say probably the most difficult part for me was learning the actual script but i've also also like if you've seen the movie frozen like it's not that hard to like not know the script exactly you know but um but yeah, no, I love Frozen. Um, and Arya, uh, which is the character that um, I play, one of the storytellers, is she's hysterical because she's kind of what, what they call in theater the straight man, which is basically the person that says the lines, but then Eric is the one that's like doing all the crazy antics and kind of, mm. and she's kind of like, okay, reel it in, like, yeah. you know, yeah. time to bring it back in here. So, um, but yeah, Frozen is great. And I'm glad they're back. I'm so glad that they were able to, to bring that show back because audiences really love it, especially the kids. They love that show. But obviously, with with a show like Frozen, like obviously, like you said, it's like it's it's kind of similar to Nemo. Like your set shows all throughout the day. Are you in every show that day, or is there two casts? Like, how does that work? So, um, with Frozen, because there are so many shows a day, they do split it up. Um, because um, just with our union we're they, they we can't do a certain amount of shows in a day like there's just like there's right. like rules with that just like like with work rules so with actually with with frozen depending on how many i know because like the show times and the show how many shows they do in a day does change depending on the time of year mm-hmm. obviously in the summer there's more shows so sometimes it's two set of uh storytellers or sometimes there's three set of storytellers uh-huh. a day so it just depends on how many shows they're doing um and then um they'll split it up that way so I guess yeah. the level of expectation on a show like the Frozen Sing Along is is so high because you know that I mean Frozen has become a phenomenon across the world. Like it is possibly the most um, successful animation film of all time, and kids that come to the Disney park sometimes don't care for anything else. They just want to see the Frozen show. Like that's what they want. That's what they're coming to see. Did you feel like obviously with with um, Hoop? Even Nemo, I guess like it's 2003, I think the release date as much as a popular film. It's still, it's like, it was a while ago now. So it's it's not as popular with the younger kids, I guess, as it might be with the with the like older kids like us. And also um, Hollywood as well was just like this, this these new characters, but then Frozen, you ha- you everyone coming into the show knows what they want to see. Their, their expectation is so high. Did you feel that as, an, as a performer in that show? Yeah, because when I learned Frozen, Frozen had just come out. Wow. So- so it, you know, it was like maybe a year old when I learned the show. Yeah. Now, now Frozen's a little bit older. We've had Frozen two. We've had Olaf. You know, uh, Winter Adventure, all that stuff. So yeah, it's not as you know crazy though. People though that show still has like wall to wall people because it's such it's like a very beloved beloved movie and show. But I did feel a little bit of the pressure because of that. Also, the show was changing. The script was going through changes. Um, because it was so new. Anytime a new show opens at Disney, sometimes the the the, the writers will go back in and they'll they'll change the script on you and they'll say, we're, "We have a new script. We're we're changing the show. Of course, this is what we're doing. 
you know, we're going back into rehearsal. We're going to workshop it because, because they want it to be perfect. They want, they want the guests to enjoy the show. So at, when I got in there, the script had changed for the second time and then it right. changed again wow. later. So there was a lot going on. Um, you know, now this, now that, that now the, I think what they're doing now is what we're doing, like, with like, like the third, maybe round of it, but yeah, there was some pressure there for sure. Um, and then when, for, um, when, uh, the, the Christmas short came out, yeah. um, there was a, there's a, a new Christmas version of it now too. Um, so there was some pressure there, but, um, you know, the, a good, just like Nemo and just like Hoopty Doo, the cast there, the full-time cast are awesome. They're so welcoming and they work with you and, um, it's, it's a great experience every time. Amazing. So I love, I love Frozen. It's a Obviously, great state. You've done so many different things in this company and you mentioned that you got to do some like extra special magic things. So like, let us know a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I've got to do a lot of different special events and, and, uh, conventions and things because, you know, people come to town, like, um, and they want to say, hey, we are a very rich family that owns Target. I don't know. I'm making this up. And, <laughs> and we want to have a birthday party for our daughter. Um, you know, can you write a show for us? And they'll say, yeah, you know. And so I've gotten to do some of those like special kind of wow. magical moments, you know, for people like that. And I've got to, you know, sing for some kind of cool people like, um, uh, I did a special event as, cause I, one of the special event characters I do is Ursula. So, um, I got to, you know, sing with Jody Benson, which was like, I was literally like what? shaking. I was like, I was no like, no way. Wait, yeah. what? That is like that. You can't just drop that in faith. That's like a whole, <laughs> that's a whole thing. How did that come about? That must've been the craziest moment. I did. So one of the special event characters that I do is, is Ursula um, and um, they had never had, fun fact, they have never had a person play Ursula. It's always been somebody in a character or like, uh, like right. in a, like, you know, so they, I mean, it's a beautiful costume. It's a lot of money. I won't drop the number, yeah. but <laughs> it's a lot and it's beautiful and it involves puppetry and there's a lot of things that happen. And there was a special event for a family for a baby shower. And um, they asked me to do it. They were like, oh, we're going to ask her to come and sing. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like Jody Benson? They're like, yeah. I was like, okay. So, you know. That is wild. <laughs> it was like me and the cast and she got there and she is gorgeous and she's getting ready and she's in this beautiful, like sparkly blue, like gown. She was like, I want to meet um, the cast. And she comes in and she's like, I want to meet the cast. And, and we're all like, Ugh! like, it was like the air, like got out of the room. We're like, what? So the choreographer, she's like, yeah, Jody wants to meet you. She wants to meet you. And I was like, I'm like, I look crazy. Cause I'm getting like, <laughs> my wig is on. Like I got these long nails. I'm like, uh, okay. You know? So I go up to her and I like instantly sob because I, that movie is like one of my favorite movies. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, and she, I mean, her voice like is phenomenal. And to hear mm -hmm. her sing, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, is this real life? Like, yeah. am I alive right now? Like what is oh, happening? So 
yeah. So that was definitely like one of my favorite moments. <laughs> it's almost like a pinch me moment. Like I've done, like for example, and you're thinking in your head, like you've done so many different roles throughout Disney. You've done this, 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 and then that moment. Like I don't know anyone else that could say that they've done all the things you've done and done that with one company. Like yeah. it's almost like pinch me. I'm actually doing this right now. It's insane. Like, I mean, I've got to host, you know, things for Good Morning America. I mean, they've, I've got to fly out to Boston to host um, some things uh, for their back in the day for Frozen Summer Fun. That was a big thing. Like when Frozen just opened, they had a summer uh, thing going on at Hollywood Studios. And um, I got to host the 30th anniversary of Hollywood Studios. They had a parade that came down and I got to host that with my awesome friend, Mark Daniel, who works over at uh, Indiana Jones. We got to, it was kind of like a la like Macy's and Stephen Day Parade. Like, oh, here comes the float of Beauty and the Beast. Like, <laughs> you know, and that was really cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's just, it's crazy how, yeah. how, where life takes you. I mean, I, I mean, I, I've hosted a lot of really cool things you know and you know what like as much as I think as as a performer and like me and Sophie both Sophie and I both perform as well like we're both performers too and I think it when when you study and like you go to drama school you go to uni like you there is this sort of expectation of this like there's a path that you take and that's it and that's the path you go on and that's how you become successful but obviously like yourself faith like you didn't you was like I don't want to be in New York I don't want to go to Broadway like I don't, I don't need I don't need to do that yeah you've done your auditioning you've done your cruise ships and stuff but you knew that your roots were with Disney and that's where and that's where your life has taken you and to think like who knows what would have happened if you had decided to permanently move to New York and to go and do that life there but the fact that you made that decision and went with this company this incredible amazing company that have given you all these opportunities and you become a part of the legacy for so many yeah. reasons um and it's just fascinating to hear where your story has taken you yeah it's it's been it's been a wild ride um i'm i always tell people i'm like yes we're in a really awful situation right now and i I understand that, but I will never be bitter because if this truly is the end for me, I've had a great seven years. I can't complain. I yeah. can't, you know, obviously I would love to go back if that is in the plan of the universe yeah. and God's plan, I will go back, you know, but if it's not, that's okay because yeah. I am just thankful that I got to do all this really cool stuff. Like I got to meet some amazing friends and some great VIP guests and celebrities. And I've got to do all this, all these different characters. So my heart is full, you know? Um, and that's kind of with you guys. I like, oh, I said this the other day, but like, I personally, and that's not me being like rude to Disney. I just wouldn't want to go right now because to me, and like, obviously a lot of people that love performers, we want to see the performances. We want to see you guys in these roles. So without you guys, I don't know, like, it's just not the same. And until no. you guys are back and doing these shows, it's going to be a, a really different experience for a lot of people going to the parks, but it's going to take a special set of people to bring it back to normal. So it's almost exciting to see if you guys do, you know, restart the show, restart Hope, you can restart, you know, like all these different roles, but it's going to be so exciting to, for when you do, guys do get back to be a part of that legacy of starting it all up again. Like I like to think that, Obviously, I should have been back in the pavilion in July. Right now, there's no 
cultural representatives around that Epcot, but that first set of people that restart these programs and restart these jobs, it's going to be like a whole new experience. And that's something to look forward to, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I think that, um, like I've, I've said this and I, why I keep saying it without the cast members, not necessarily entertainment and cast members in general, Mm -hmm. Disney is just a carnival. Yeah. You have to have, it's just facades. It's just set pieces. It's just a castle. What makes the castle come alive is the castle show and having Mickey and Minnie out there. What makes, what makes, you know, things come alive is the smell of the popcorn and the popcorn person passing out popcorn or the balloon girl giving the little girl a balloon because it's her birthday. It, that is the cast members are what make Disney. Yeah. It's not the rides. You can ride a ride anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can like, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's the cast members. It is. And so, and I think Disney knows that. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that, I think that's why we were on furlough for so long because they were just like hoping and praying that things will get better and it didn't, and they didn't have a choice. And I don't fault them for that. No, you know, no. you got to do what you have to do. And I appreciate that they are trying to bring things back as quickly as they can, you know, because mm-hmm. that does give us a little bit of hope, but I do, I do have faith that things will come back. So it will I. not, it won't be 100% the same because no. it, nothing is going to be 100% no. the same. Yeah. But it will, there will be entertainment. It just might not be everything and it might not be exactly the show that you saw, but there will be something. And that is great. Yeah. That's all we can hope for. Well, I'll, honestly, this has been like a journey just talking to you, listening to your story. We've absolutely loved it. But right now, where's your head at right now with what you're doing? Like, how are you, you know, spending the time? You know, what's 2021 looking like for you at the minute? Girl, I joined TikTok. I've been doing yes. this. Amazing. <laughs> so just trying to keep myself entertained. I'm working right now. Um, I'm helping a friend out uh, with, a, with a small business here in Georgia. She owns a salon. So I'm helping her out. I'm going back to Orlando next month. I've got some possible corporate job things happening just to kind of hold me over, you know, or, you know, just, I don't know what ha- will happen with that, but mm-hmm. um, and just spending time with family, you know, um, getting laid off was, was a traumatic experience, not necessarily for me, but for everybody. And so I needed that time to yeah. grieve. It's mm-hmm. like losing a loved one. So I needed yeah. time to grieve and to get myself together. And there are still things that trigger me sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss, you know, I miss my friends or whatever, but you know, just, just taking time for friends and family because 2020 definitely taught me that you got to hold your loved ones tight yeah. because, yeah. you know, you don't know what's around the corner. You don't. And, and, you know, then be thankful for the job, that, the jobs that you have, because yeah. they can be taken away, you know, like that, you know, I, I celebrated my seven year anniversary in my room in Georgia. I mean, like, yeah, you know, it's crazy. So, you know, so I'm, that's what I'm doing, just taking some time, praying a lot and just, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to be open to whatever the future is. Amazing. Well, Faith, obviously all going well that things can go back to normal. I know as much as getting back to work is important, but we obviously all love to play in the Disney parks as well. Um, so to wrap up this wonderful interview we've had with you, I just want to ask you, what does your perfect Disney day look like? Oh, okay. The perfect Disney day uh, would be, um, I think I would start off at Magic Kingdom. Um, and I like to watch the, uh, I like to watch the trolley people. Yeah. I think they're so cute. 
Um, and uh, I go probably go see that, um, watch the first Castle show. Then I would uh, zip over to Epcot at around 11, 11.30, whenever yeah. World, Showcase, World Showplace opens or whatever. And I would go around to each all the countries. I love learning about all the different countries too, not, not just drinking part of it. There's more things. To do <laughs> There's that as well about. though, you know, we love, we love <laughs> drinking and, and cultural experience. It's the main thing. <laughs> Yes, and go to Voices of Liberty and hear them sing because I, I have several friends that work there and I just love them so much. And and yeah, and just spend my day at Epcot and go to the fireworks and then come home and take a little nap, probably get a little get a little Mickey bar in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, we've honestly loved having you and it's been so interesting to hear all about your journey and you're such a positive person so it's definitely rubbed off on us so thank you so much for joining us oh thanks for having me this was a lot of fun and it was I I love I love talking about Disney so this yeah. has been a blessing so thank you and um, and on behalf of us and I think the entire UK pavilion as well I have to once again shout out thank you for being the most amazing Dolly Drew that yeah. we could that we could have experienced like and shout out to the entire cast of Hoop to Do yeah. as well like it's been that was a massive part of our programs I know for some people like you said when you first go to Disney as a kid or even as a family and you're like someone says Hoop to Do you're like what's that but it is so amazing and I feel so privileged and blessed to have you on this podcast and you sharing our journey as much as like you said things can be triggering right now and sometimes reflection is great sometimes it can be hard but um hearing your experience and knowing where you are now and that you're getting back to that place that you love with the hope that very soon things should turn around it's just been so amazing faith so again from me sophie and all of our listeners i just want to say thank you so much so thank you to faith everyone Woo! thank you for having me of course no worries um this has been another episode of confessions of a disney cast member thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to our podcast follow our instagram and listen to all of the other episodes because they are just as magical as each other keep spreading the magic everyone and bye for now